What is up today's today crew? Hope y'all are having a phenomenal, phenomenal day. My name is Colton Trout. I am the founder and CEO of the Today Today movement, here to help you create the required changes in your life and your business in order to achieve your goals 10 times faster by achieving them on a daily basis. If you like the sound of that, make sure that you are subscribed. Make sure to leave a review at the end of this podcast. And then make sure to take a screenshot and then post it up on your social media. I love to shout everybody out. So make sure to tag me at TTDTLF, stands for Today's the Day to Live Free. So today on the podcast, um, I have Thomas Lopez with me. Uh, Thomas, going to say hello? Howdy. Hello. Awesome. Thomas, we are so glad that you're on the podcast with us today, and I am beyond excited to have you talk about what you're going to talk about. Um, but before we get into that, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? You know, what do you do for work? What are you working on? Sure. So uh, my name is Thomas Lopez. I'm the founder of Economy Works. Economy Works is a freelance platform that pairs professionals with project work. So the professionals, the way I call the professionals, it's a talent network consisting of currently about 600 years of experience across marketing, HR, IT backgrounds, and we go in and do small projects for businesses and nonprofit organizations. We help them recruit, do social media marketing, uh, and that sort. And uh, I've been doing that for about a year now. And then, so that's my day job. And just recently, I started a podcast um, just for fun because I have uh, I needed to, uh, to to compartmentalize my brain and, and utilize utilize a different type. And uh, that's kind of a so. Uh, uh, nice. Yeah, I keep it busy these days. That's awesome. That's awesome. How did you get into the Economy Works? Um, how did yeah. that come into, into play? Sure. So Economy Works was born out of a, a few different ideas. When I uh, So my background's in, in corporate HR. So I was working for oil and gas for um, almost 12, 13 years. And then prior to that, working in telecommunications. And one thing I had noticed is that we would often bring back stay-at-home parents and retirees to do some of the projects we were working. Uh, mm -hmm. So when we didn't have enough resources on staff, sometimes we'd bring someone in from the outside. But someone that we knew, a familiar face, uh, so that kind of stuck with me because I'm like, there are a whole bunch of stay-at-home parents, especially when you start to see, I mean, I would work with a bunch of high flyers. So they'd start about 28, you know, at age 28 and then about age 28, 29, they started to have babies. And so they'd leave. And so all these talented folks, um, former colleagues of mine were just leaving the organization. I'm like, there's got to be a way we can bring them back. So that sits with me. The other idea, the other thing that sits with me is I was working in um, Virginia in 2015, uh, and then my company relocated me to Texas. And so, again, <laughs> oil and gas. And uh, when I was in the Virginia area, so outside of D.C., it was kind of in a bubble, right? So if you know anything about oil and gas in 2015 or well, late 2014, uh, it was in a downturn, the, the industry. So lots of layoffs were happening. But because I was in the D.C. area, it was, such, it was a bubble, basically, that I was living in. Not till I came here to Houston in 2015 that I noticed there was a big impact on the economy. So I had a lot of driver, Uber drivers, uh, mm -hmm. Lyft drivers that were laid off engineers, accountants, um, and marketing folks. And I was thinking my head, like scratching my head, like, why aren't these folks leveraging the professional skills instead of driving? Because they were driving just to make a big buck, you know, to make a buck. And so yeah. what I, I took those two concepts and said, there's got to be something here. Of course, there are other platforms out there that do what I, I do. Uh, I, I think the differentiator for me is that I try to personalize it by, you know, targeting stay-at-home parents and retirees and trying to bring them back into the workforce and really talking with businesses on the client side and making sure I understand what their business is and providing, providing them a resource that's going to uh, help solve whatever, you know, challenge they have. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so you said you've been doing that about a year now. How's your experience going with that? 
Uh, it's uh, as you can appreciate as a as a as a founder of a company. Uh, I was just talking with someone uh, about this yesterday. It's uh, filled with ups and downs, right? You have some really good days where you're on top of the world and like, hey, I'm getting my stride. And then there's other days where it's uh, it's rough and like, how am I going to make you know how am I going to make some money to to keep <laughs> to stay afloat? So uh, so yeah, yeah, it's been it's been like any I think first year um, you know entrepreneur is experiencing ups and downs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like one thing, especially within the first year of business, that is when you're getting your footing. That's when you're, you're laying that structure for your business in order to make sure that it can scale, that it can grow. And that's really, I mean, once you're past the first year, you kind of start to get into the groove of things a little bit more and then things start falling into place in years two and three. And then by year five, your business has either totally made it or it's totally failed. Um, but it's all usually set within that first year. Or so, but from like our conversations about it, uh, when we first met, you know, things seem like it's going decently well and setting that structure is, is getting set up pretty well. Yeah, I think, you know, I won't say that I have it down perfectly, but um, I mean, there's a, there's a, you have to get into a rhythm, right? And so oh, sure. I think that's, that's part of it, right? You know, I'm making sure that you have a disciplined approach to how you're going to go tackle it. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I told my parents, you know, I'm, even though I'm almost 40, they're still very always worried about, you know, my, <laughs> I don't think that ever ends. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, I, you know, they're always, and I'm like, look, like between, so I, I, when I was in college, my, when I was 19 years old, I sold books door to door for one summer, one summer. I'm from Texas. I did that in North Carolina. I had to go find my own place to live. But I spent six days a week, you know, for 12 weeks from mm-hmm. 7.30 in the morning to 10 at night knocking on doors, door to door. And some state I didn't know. I did that. I also did uh, an Ironman a couple of years ago. Uh, and so those two things teach you that it's a long game. Uh, you're not going to, you know, you're going to you're going to fail a lot. You're going to fall a lot. Um, and then you're going to pick yourself up. But if you know that there's an end game in, in, in sight, like, uh, then or a goal to get after, then, then it's achievable. And so that's, I, I take that same kind of approach that long view approach to what I'm doing. So like I said, I have plenty of bad days. I have plenty of nights, probably five nights a week. I'm waking up in the middle of the night being like, how am I going to get this all done? But, yeah. uh, if not all seven, but it, it, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, you, you remind yourself kind of why you're, why you're doing what you're doing, right? What yeah, for sure. For sure. I heard this saying a while back, um, fail forward, fail fast. Um, and it sounds to me like the experience that you've had with going door to door and then the Ironman, it, like you said, it, it is the long run, but is learning to kind of fail forward. Um, and just failing again and again and again and again until you get it right, until you learn the lessons kind of that you need to learn. So, and one of the best ways to do that is just to go do it and then to fail at it and then learn from it. <laughs> and it's constantly, you know, a game of pivots, I think, when yeah. you're in startup mode, right? I mean, even, even a year later, I'm still finding myself, you know, testing things out. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm reaching out to, you know, new people saying, hey, look, you know, I'm, I, I personally, I feel like I, I could be doing more. So I'm, I'm trying to do some outreach to people, much like I did when I started my business of just yeah. asking questions, right? And so yeah. I'm taking old friends and colleagues out that are in the industry saying, all right, tell me what's going on in your world, because now I've been out of, you know, corporate land for yeah. over a year. And so I'm losing touch of what I thought were the trends. And so I just need to validate yeah. that again. So as yeah. I'm talking to different customers, I can, I can talk to their pain point, hopefully. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so you had mentioned a podcast. Uh, how recently did you start that up? Oh, uh, we started that in uh, May. 
uh, the end of May. So it's a podcast called Let's Let's Talk About Gay Stuff. And so okay, right cool. on Pride, our, fir- our first episode kicked off uh, June 2nd. So right in time for Pride Month. Yep. Uh, and we talk about the week in LGBT history. And so that was born out of uh, just me and a couple of friends that we, we like to talk about this stuff anyway. So we said, <laughs> yeah why not put some mics in front of us and a bottle yeah. of wine or two and yeah. uh, see where it goes. So we've, we've been having fun. I mean, awesome. um, I was just thinking, you know, as I was kind of you know, re-listening to some of your episodes, you know, you do a nice, nice job of introducing uh, yourself. And I'm like, you know what, we just start our, our podcast. <laughs> we don't really do, you know, some of the good formal things that you do. So we, uh, a lot of lessons to still learn on, on the podcast front, but we have fun again, like you said, yeah. we talked about, uh, the week in LGBT history, go off on a few tangents, but uh, it's it's fun. So if you're interested in history, politics, you know, current events, people, um, and uh, that have a LGBT slant related to it, where that's the podcast to listen to. That's awesome. That's totally awesome. And that's honestly like podcasts are one of the easiest things to really kind of get into and start to do. Um, like when I started my podcast, like I just had my phone and have any structure for anything. Um, and I just started talking, um, mainly because I would find myself going off on those tangents, like in my own room or in my own car. And I was like, you know what? These tangents are really good. I should probably start recording these tangents so other people can enjoy them. Because like the few times that I've had people, you know, involved in those conversations when I would go off on the tangent, they'd just be sitting down and I'd like notice like they'd start to take notes. And I'm like, what are you doing? And they're like, I'm taking notes because this is just, this is really good information. And I was like, oh, okay. So that's kind of how, you know, the podcast came about to be. And then for me, like the podcast, like I had a whole bunch of clients that were like, hey, do you do a podcast? Because I love your Facebook lives that you do. I love the videos for your courses that you have, but I'd really like to be able to listen to you like while I'm driving or while I'm working out where I don't have to actually watch you. Um, So that's really kind of how this podcast came out, which is funny though, because I started it just probably about the same time that uh, you did, maybe a little bit sooner. Um, But yeah. So. I don't know what's your experience. It sounds like you're having a good time. Like it's something I, oh, I really enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, is, it has been so much fun. Um, it has been an absolute blast and it's funny. Um, I'll have people that are like hear me while I'm doing this because I have my office set up at the house. So I'll have like family like walking around and they're just like afterwards they're like good podcast. And it's like great podcast. <laughs> yeah. So I, I tell you what, for me, that it's fun to do the podcast because it's such a different, uh, using a different part of the brain for, uh, for me as a compared to economy works. And so, from a branding standpoint, a, a, a services not the podcast we have for her service other than our our, our take on the what happened that week in history, yeah. but creativity, cre- creatively, it's a it's a different way for me to kind of tap into something different. So, like, so I manage the social media for both both accounts so you can critique them as you will but for me it's fun especially on the on the podcast side because i get to be a bit more silly and a free mm-hmm. uh than a works which is very crisp and professional and yep. i mean i'm purposeful in terms of those brands but it's just very very different so uh, yeah. but i enjoy both of them so it's uh, it's good for me that's awesome that's awesome so um uh, speaking of podcasts and everything and the purpose of this podcast you know we always want to be trying to help entrepreneurs and the people that listen to this podcast really kind of dive into their success by crushing their goals on a daily basis. And so when I was talking to you about coming onto the podcast, you had mentioned talking strategy um, and that you give this talk about strategy. So why don't you talk a little bit about that and let's dive into that. 
Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So my background is, is in HR. Uh, and so, uh, both from an education standpoint and experience. And so that's one of the things that, uh, I really enjoyed about, about HR is really sitting with business leaders, uh, talking about their people and their business, uh, and their strategy. And so my, my, and a lot of people think HR, they think, you know, hiring and firing and training. And really I tried to do more than that. My, my purpose was to sit with business leaders and say, Okay, if you're really trying to engage your employees, it starts with knowing why they come to work every day. So, what are what's the value that this organization is providing? You know, this department is providing to the to the broader organization, and you know, as a broader organization, ideally, we know why we're you know why we're in business. So, if if we can string all those things together, then the person who comes and sits at a desk every day, looking at a computer screen for eight, ten hours, hopefully, they know why they're tapping those keys every day, why the the contribution they're making to uh, to the company and to the customers that they're serving. So, uh, and that was always, that's always a tough question though. When I'd ask, um, business leaders and I'm talking about senior, you know, these guys are making multi-million dollars a year. I'd ask them what I thought was a simple question. Like, what does your business do? How does it provide value to the shareholders? Sometimes they'd look at me saying, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, why, why do we come to work every day? So to me, it it became important for me to just to kind of make sure that those leaders and understood the, the value of having a strategy and how that translates to making sure that their employees are more productive and more engaged yeah. and whatnot. Uh, obviously with more productivity, you know, the company does better and more engagement, you know, hopefully lower retention and those perform, those employees are performing better anyway. Right. Mm. So that's kind of the genesis for this whole thing that motivates me. I often, you'll hear me say both, you know, outside of work and, and, and just life in general, do it with purpose. So what's the purpose? Yeah. And to me, that's the strategy, right? Right. Um, I started the discussion with saying, hey, look, a lot of people think strategy is this ominous word and you have to be super smart. But if you break it down, if you look at and I put two definitions up on the the screen, I put up the textbook definition. So uh, another job that I do is I I teach a a management principles course at University of Houston downtown. So I took the literal definition of strategy from that textbook, which is very academic. And then I took the definition from Merriam-Webster, which basically says strategy is a plan. And that's basically what I try to get across to people saying, you know, strategy is nothing more than a plan. Organizing your thoughts and I say putting it down on paper. But the the one thing I would say that I would add to the Merriam-Webster definition of strategy being a plan, it's a plan with purpose, right? So simply put, I try to convey to folks like, a strategy doesn't have to be difficult. It just needs to be a plan and, and with purpose because every day we put a plan together. We have a to-do list, right? But sometimes if you look at your list, you're like, why am I doing that? And I found that in corporate America often, right? We had these long lists of things we had to do every day or every year. Sometimes you'd ask, well, why are we doing this? Does this really add value to what we're trying to do as a broader corporation? So I take that central theme of what's the purpose we're doing? Do we have a plan to achieve it? Is it adding value? And really try to stay that out, you know, lay that on a series of steps that folks should think through as, as we're developing a strategy. And I'll, the last thing I'll say on, on this is just like, this is my guiding principle every day. What I'm talking to folks about in that talk is something I literally went through uh, when I started Economy Works. Yeah. And, and the same thing with the podcast. So my co-hosts on the podcast, uh, they were looking at me funny because the first night we started recording, I said, before we start recording, let's make sure we have a strategy. So I put together, I geeked out uh, some PowerPoint slides, put them on my TV screen. And said, <laughs> Love it. Let's, let's walk through these because I wanted to, I said, I, what I told them is like, we're giving up our Friday night. Mm-hmm. Granted, we do this all the time anyway, but if we're going to do yeah. this podcast, 
we need to be disciplined about it and yeah. we need to make sure we know why we're doing this you know every every day what's the what are we trying to get out of it personally but what are we what's the messaging we're trying to get out through this podcast and so like i said yeah. they looked at me funny but we go back to that saying oh yeah we said we're going to do that for this reason because you know when you start off as we talked about early in the, the first year of your business you have all sorts of um you know, you start to second guess yourself. And, and that's why I think a strategy is important because you're like, okay, we, we said this is the purpose we're going to do it. Not to say that you can't pivot, but you can always go back to that, your strategy, your plan, your purpose to really help you guide and correct any, any things you're doing along the way. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really important. And it's really kind of funny. Um, and I talked about this on an earlier podcast, uh, talking about communicating your business and so one of the key factors with that is making sure that all the way from the CEO to the most basic employee kind of knows that vision of the company. And then they know that mission and that purpose because majority of places nowadays, like you go in and you, like, let's say I asked a front desk person or a receptionist and I said, Hey, what's the mission of your company or what's the purpose of your company? Majority of them, like you kind of said, even though CEOs are like, well, what do you mean? right? Like they have no idea. And I think that's one thing that's really kind of lacking nowadays is that clear vision that everybody can kind of get behind. And so that's really awesome that you're already working with those CEOs or that you're asking those questions and saying, okay, what's your purpose for this? Right. Because well, I think we're moving more towards like a purpose driven economy. And so I think it's really crucial for a lot of business owners, CEOs, employees, so entrepreneurs like to make that shift now. For sure. Yeah. I, I, you know, a couple of points on that, right? Vision and mission. I mean, those are the kind of the key things. When I talk to people about how do you, how do you develop a strategy? It starts with yeah. understanding who you want to be when you grow up, which is the vision. Yeah. <clears throat> a lot of times we plan from day or from year, but it's really kind of a list of to do's versus something trying to, I think bigger picture of what, what am I trying to achieve? Not just what am I trying to do, but what am I trying to achieve? So I, I ask folks, what do you want to be when you grow up when you're, well, you know, a year from now, three years from now, five years from now. Right. Yeah. So that helps you think bigger picture saying, okay, it's not just about executing my, you know, my tax returns and recruiting <laughs> folks. I'm doing it with purpose. Right. Yeah. And then, the other piece is the mission, right? And so the way I, I describe mission, it's kind of your remit. So it's great that you want to be a pod, podcast. We'll take my, my podcast. Let's talk about gay stuff. Um, uh, a, a podcast that talks about, uh, you know, LGBT history, mm -hmm. but you know, how am I going to go about doing that? Well, we're going to, our mission is to make sure that we're doing, we're researching the topics and that we're having fun while we're doing it. And so that's our, our remit in terms of, uh, you know, achieving our, our vision. And the last thing I would say, which goes back to why I had that strategy session with my co-host is just making sure that whoever's involved in the decision-making, the leadership is aligned on that, right? Those yeah. three vision the mission and the alignment are key otherwise the rest of the strategy is gonna you, you won't have a strategy it's, yeah it's, it's, gonna, it's gonna fall apart so it just it won't work because they won't want to work it so right. yeah that's and awesome though you you mentioned another thing about being you know, a purpose-driven economy mm -hmm. uh one of the things i do for economy works is i, I write a blog every week right and so okay. I, the blog is based on the intersection between um, the economy, the workforce, and technology. And one of the things that I, I was, as a, as a working for a company that didn't participate in the best employer surveys, uh -huh. um, which most of those, <laughs> those surveys are, I was always suspect of them, right? Because I'd see these yeah. top ten, you know, top one hundred places, best places to work, and I said, well, we we do all those things. But the company I worked for had a reputation for not being a great place to work. Yeah. Outside, even though 
People love to work there. We never had a problem getting people to accept the offers or candidates applying. All that said is I recently this year took a, a look at the, the best of list, but the things that have changed about the best of list is now you have data to support it. So I looked at, um, uh, Forbes, uh, best places to work. I looked cool. at, um, I looked at LinkedIn's best places to work, which is a data-driven analysis, and yeah. Glassdoor, which is a data-driven analysis. And so the thing, the difference with those is, whereas Forbes goes and surveys companies, LinkedIn mm -hmm. looks at the, the user data, the user activity of how users on LinkedIn are engaging with uh, with those different companies, and Glassdoor looks at the reviews. Um, now you can argue how you know garbage in, garbage out, but nonetheless, they're data points. And so. Point being is I looked at these three lists and one of the things, the common themes, well, no, none of those lists had all, all of the same companies, right? So their top 10 lists varied. So they weren't, there were not one, there was not one company on all three of the top 10 lists, yeah. but they all shared some themes, which was one of the main themes is they are purpose driven mm -hmm. uh, 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 businesses. So it's not just about making money. Yeah. Um, employees like working there because there's a bigger purpose for why people go to work there. And, yeah. uh, and that, that's really shifting. And you're starting to see a lot of companies be more responsive to that. Right. So I think just last week or two weeks ago, Wayfair, right. You saw in the news where they, there was a big walkout by them. Yeah because Wayfair was getting, uh, those employees were, were not happy that the furniture that they were making was being used in the detention centers, um, you know, with the, with the um, immigration. And you yep. saw that happen at Google and Microsoft uh, because the technologies were being used for what the employees deemed as inappropriate. Hey, I didn't develop facial recognition for, yeah. you know, to be used for the fight on terror. Yeah. Whether you think good things or bad things, the point is employees are making points about saying, Hey, I come to work for a bigger purpose. At least I thought that's why I was coming to work. Why yeah. this company stood for. Now you're telling me it's not. And they're protesting, which before, if you protested, you basically lost your job, but now you're yep. seeing companies <laughs> listen to that. And so that's employees and then consumers, yeah. right? Twitter all the time. You see people making, you know, a, uh, um, a protesting the way companies are engaging with certain yeah. communities or products and, and companies are responding to that. So this purpose driven economy or that you mentioned is, is, uh, is happening. It's, yeah. it's real. Yeah. I think one of the biggest shifts that I'm seeing a lot because, and I'm sure you could attest to this too, like everybody that you probably saw on this Forbes list and that LinkedIn list, um, like you said, they were purpose driven companies. And I think one of the biggest things that I think entrepreneurs really need to understand is that those big companies, the ones that we always kind of look up to, they didn't get into the game without that purpose. And they get, didn't get in the game to go mimic somebody else's success. Right. So like with this purpose driven economy and like with that movement more towards it, we're people need to understand that there has to be that deeper purpose and why to their business and to their organization than this is just typical, like, I just want to make money. Right. Right. And right. so, and I think that's one of the reasons why the companies that do really, really well, the podcasts that do really, really well is because it has that deeper underlying purpose versus just, Oh, I was good at this. So I'm going to do it. Or I just want to make money. Right. Where there's no purpose behind it other than just kind of being the same, just like everybody else. Yeah, cause I think if you don't have that purpose in mind, then it gets it's easier to get defeated, right? In terms yeah, of you know, for sure. just like, hey, I'm trying to make a widget or whatever it is. I'm good at programming, but no one wants to buy it. You become you become uh, discouraged when folks aren't buying your product. But if you're yeah. committed to a bigger purpose, you're saying, okay, well, yeah, I know people aren't buying this 
one thing, but I'm committed to something bigger, right? There's a, yeah. there's a reason I'm just you know, doing programming or doing podcasting or whatever. So, yeah. um, so I think that's, that's, that's the key thing. I mean, that's, I mean, I, I had a good paying job with good benefits and a pension waiting for me at the end of my, <laughs> you know, when I turned 55 and I gave all that up. Right. Yeah. And so, and the way I quantify it, uh, you know, it, it, it was a good chunk of money as to tell my parents, cause they're like, well, you're just, you know, um, you're just looking to, you know, for an easy way out. I'm like, look, I'm giving up a lot of money. Yep. Uh, and so, so that's a motivator. That's one motivator to say yeah. I need to hustle because I, that's, that's things that I'm losing out on. And so I have to recover that with economy works. But what I told myself, with economy works is I had to look myself in the mirror and say, okay, why do I want to get out of bed every morning? This isn't about making money. Yes. I want to make some money, but what is really, what am I really trying to do with economy works? And really the power of connection is what I'm trying to do. When I hear a stay at home mom saying, Hey, I have a fire in my belly again, because I'm doing projects that I, I haven't done in years since I left corporate yeah. America. That is to me, like when I hear that and I've heard it consistently, that's yeah. like, that's what I want. And then when I hear, I have a happy client, a paying client that says, yes. I love the work <laughs> that he's doing. Like yeah. that's a, like that perfect harmony and not because I'm making money because I don't make a lot of money on one project. I mean, I have to make money on doing lots of projects. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just that hearing those, those words, like the client's happy, they're happy with the, the work that the, the, the talent's doing and the talent is happy with the work that they're doing. Right. So that to me is, yeah. is the ultimate win for, for me. That's why I get out of bed every, yeah. every morning. Yeah. 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 No, it, that is, it's one of the best feelings. And for those listeners that are kind of starting their entrepreneurship journey or they're just gaining some success, I know that everybody can relate to this. Like when you get one of those like letters of affirmation or a client just super thrilled with everything that you've done, or they're super thrilled with the products, or you hear the impact that your company is having in the world and in the lives of your like your clients like it is I, I think that is probably way better than any big paycheck that I've ever received in my entire life like when I hear a client like oh my gosh like it clicked and I'm having so much fun with this and I'm just on fire for it it's like that to me is way better than any amount of money um, and for me personally like I I never got paid another dime but I got to experience that day in and day out I would absolutely like, I would still love what I'm doing like right now. Like it's great that I make a great income, but like that alone, it's just absolutely amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so one of the questions I kind of want to ask because we keep talking about, you know, communicating this kind of purpose and having it with the CEO and them understanding it and then their employees understanding it. Uh, and then you had kind of mentioned surveys. What is the best way for people to kind of communicate either from like an HR standpoint or a strategy standpoint, their purpose and their mission or their vision or um, whatever aspect you kind of talk to your clients about to their organization, to their team, or even to themselves. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the closing piece to the, the, the steps I talk about strategy, right? <laughs> uh, it, it's the vision, it's the mission, it's alignment. It's making sure you do uh, an assessment of what's going on in the environment around you. It's doing a gap closure. It's building kind of your roadmap, it's building your, your, then your work plan and then communicating all, all of that. Right. And so the communication, one thing I say, and people look at me funny when I say it, but it's communicate, 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 <laughs> communicate seven times, seven ways. And so yeah. uh, just by doing it via email or one town hall is not going to work. Right. So mm. uh, you need to get your message out. And so for an entrepreneur, that means making sure you're attending networking events, you're communicating that purpose in your client meetings. You're doing that on social media. 
one thing on social media that I talk to, you know, small businesses about in terms of economy works trying to provide services is one, are you doing social media? And two, what are you putting out on social media? Cause some folks will put things out on social media, but it's not resonant. It's not uh, selling what the company, you know, is offering, right. It's not yeah. highlighting their value proposition. And so, yeah. um, so that's on the side on, on social media, but it's making sure that you're communicating the value that you're, you're providing. Um, so it, it's communicating as many forms as you can. Um, but as an entrepreneur, that means you're hustling everywhere, right? You're, yeah. you're like I said, you're on the social media, you're talking to clients, you're at networking events, um, you're at, at, you know participating in the, you know things like this a podcast, right? Uh, and just trying to get your message out as, as many places as possible, especially early on, because that's you've got to communicate what you're doing and shout it from the rooftops. And, and you got to make sure your messaging is consistent um, at, at a corporate level. Like if you're, if you're, again, if you don't have that alignment, it's going to, you're going to fall to the, to, you know, people are going to become uh, jaded, disengaged because um, you know, you have this big talk of here's what the strategy is, but you're not walking the talk. So it's making sure you do that. And, but again, if, if you're doing that in you know, seven different mediums, um, I think folks are, you're going to have, <laughs> you're going to have to, you know, live that and breathe that. And, and it's going to be, harder to not do that when you're you know, communicating it through those different outlets. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Now you said, you know, seven times, seven ways. Um, how important is it to really kind of master, like, let's say it's um, a smaller organization, right? Um, yeah. Or it's just even a solo entrepreneur who's trying to kind of get their message out there and share their purpose with their potential clients or with their following. Um, how important is it to kind of master one of those ways and then kind of grow and add on to that? Or do you suggest kind of being like, all right, you may not be perfect on all of them, but you need to be doing at least seven different ways in communicating that. Yeah, you know, it's a good question because, you know, what any good coach will tell you, a uh, starting entrepreneur is focus, right? And, yeah. you know, because it's easy to have these ideas and want to go in all these different tangents, but without that focus or purpose mm -hmm. or strategy, then you're going to kind of go on. You're going to waste resources and by resources, yeah. I mean your time and energy, right? So, yeah. um, so that, that's a fair question. I mean, I, I think it's just being, um, it, it's, no one knowing where your your clients are and so and it doesn't have to be you know seven different areas but just knowing where they are and making sure that you're present in those spaces so yeah if your clients are hanging out in uh facebook forums and uh networking events then make sure you focus those things but just have yeah. a good lay of the land in terms of where your, your clients are sitting my clients sit at chamber of commerce meetings they yeah. sit at uh, um they sit at uh um, you know, they said, they said from an online space, they're on LinkedIn. Um, yeah. and, and so those are the spaces that I need to be in. And I try to spend, focus more of my time versus like Instagram. Again, we'll talk online versus like yeah. Instagram. My paying clients are on LinkedIn. So I need to make sure my messaging's right there. So not to say that I still don't have a presence on Instagram or Twitter, or all that sort of stuff, but my messaging's different. And it's, it's, again, it's more geared towards LinkedIn, right? And, yeah. you know, also I spend a lot of time at the Chamber of Commerce meetings, other meetups, um, trying to uh, find uh, forums with HR leaders uh, to, to talk about um, uh, you, what I'm doing, economy works. I give talk, I'm on this podcast. I mean, these are just different ways to, to do it. So you don't yeah, have to employ, it's not a, it's not a full on court press that you're applying the same energy across seven, to all those yeah. mediums but it's at least you're knowing where they are and then kind of sprinkling yourself throughout those. But you, you do want to find if there is one medium or one platform that folks are spending their time on, you do want to probably, you probably wise to invest some time on that one. 
Most definitely, most definitely. That's one of the things like when I talk to my clients about social media, um, because I've had clients in the past that they're on every single form of social media and they're trying to master each one and do just as much on each one of those platforms. And it's like, like you said, it's like, you got to know who your client is and where they are. Because like for me, my clients aren't on Twitter. They're on Facebook and they're on Instagram. I have a few that are on Snapchat, but not many. LinkedIn is a decent way for me to kind of bring in a little bit, but it hasn't brought in much. My two main sources, though, are Facebook and Instagram. And so that's where I put all of my energy is into those two. But I see way too often people are coming in and they're just trying to do everything in every area versus really having that focus, like you said. So that's awesome that you said, you know, find where your clients are and then go there and master that one. And then, but still obviously be present with the other ones if that's where your clients are. So, right. I mean, that's, and that's kind of how I, I mean, so online, like just my, my presence points, right. I have a website, right. Mm -hmm. Website's not the most sophisticated, but I'm not, I don't have, I don't need to have a dynamic, you know, text. I just need an information page. So I've got something I built off the, you know, GoDaddy and that's that. I have social media platforms on, on, on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. I spend most of my energy on Facebook and LinkedIn. So Facebook, yeah. because that, that's where the talent side is, because I've got yep. two, two sides of the equation, right? Uh, and, and then LinkedIn, because that's where the clients are. And then, um, and then email, right? That's another yeah. uh, that you can, that's another medium that you hit people up with. Uh, and, and then of course the in-person and in-person, you're going to get the most wins being in person, right? Oh, yeah. um, but when you can't, you can't be everywhere all the time, which is why email or website <laughs> and social media is helpful. But those are, that's part of the seven. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, like I keep kind of talking about, and we talk about with the whole today's today mission, like we're always trying to work and make sure that we're conquering our goals and crushing them on a daily basis. How important is it to communicate the the purpose or to remind yourself of your own purpose on a daily basis? Uh <laughs> Because because you have these regular ups and downs, it's, I, I have to remind myself regularly. Okay, why well, yeah. am I doing this? Except like not every day is a win, and uh, even when it is, when you do have a win, you have to remind yourself. Okay, wait a minute, because you can get easily distracted, right? Because you, yeah. you get if you get a win, you're like, okay, that's great. Let me go do more of that. And it's like, well, is that really gonna uh, get me where I want to go, or is that yeah. just a temporary high that I'm, I'm experiencing? And so I say that because I've had some customers. Uh, that have come to me and say, Hey, I, I want you to do this. And I'm like, I could do that. Uh, but that's not really core to, to what I, my purpose is. And so yeah. if I do it, if I take that, that step, is it, am I recognizing that this is just for this one client? It's a one-time thing, or am I really trying to make that, that pivot? So that's why the purpose and the strategy uh, to me has to stay forefront of my mind every day because it affects yes. every decision that I do. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's whenever I work with my clients and the first four things that we always kind of work through are all um, based on the individual. And one of those, and the first one is is vision casting. And so it's casting that vision for where you're going, what you're doing, why you're doing it. So that kind of that purpose um, on a daily basis. And most of the time, majority of my clients, they do that first thing in the morning. Um, do you have a particular time that you kind of sit down and kind of remind yourself, or is it just like, as you're going throughout your day and you're like, uh, okay, so this is really difficult. Like I need to remind myself what I'm doing, or is it like built into your routine? Yeah, I wouldn't say it's necessarily built. In, well, I mean, maybe it is built into the routine because I, I, I run to kind of, mm-hmm. uh, 
think. Uh, so, you know, it comes in during my running, but also just every day. Like I said, I get a client note or, uh, you know, I'm working on something. I, I remind myself, is this related to the purpose? Is this, sure. you know, getting up, getting across what I'm trying to do with economy works or not? Because if it's not, then it's a waste of time, right? And, and yeah. as, a, as, an, as a small business, you don't of resources and, and so you just need to make sure you're expanding your time and energy wisely so that's why i have to quickly process and say okay this is yeah. not relevant to what i'm gonna um do now sometimes you can catch yourself in a in a in a, a mind spin of just like you know debating too long and it's like okay well i'm, I'm spending too much time thinking about it so obviously yeah. let's, let's park that and do work on something else but uh, i i you know reset regularly throughout the day that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's one of those things, especially as kind of people are getting started, like you sometimes have to do. And some people think that, um, and I've seen this, especially in solo entrepreneurs, well, they kind of get like bogged down. And so it'll get like half through the day and it was amazing. And then one thing will happen. It was like, oh, okay, like, let's say you didn't close that client. And then you just kind of get defeated and you forget that why. And so it's really awesome that you remind yourself day in and day out, like when those things happen of what you're, why you're working the way that you're working and the purpose behind that to kind of reset, like you just said, um, to reset and to continue going forward. Cause I see way too often people will not reset. They will like, well, I'll just reset tomorrow. I'll just do it tomorrow. Right. And they just kind of put things off versus actually saying, no, I can reset right now. I can do it today. I just got to remind myself of why I'm doing this. So today's day, right? Yes. Today's the day. Exactly. Oh, I love it. <laughs> um, so what is a piece of advice that you would give to anybody um, that they could implement on a daily basis or into their strategy or into their purpose um, or uh, towards their purpose for their business and their organization? Yeah. I, you know, I would say that, my, my simple motto is just do it with purpose, right? So yeah. that that's one of them. I've got kind of a couple words I live by. Do it with purpose. Uh, you know, we're all examples, so be the good kind, right? And so, yeah. rather, you know, you're walking down the street, someone's looking at you. So they can either, you can be that example where people are like, I definitely don't want to be that person. Or you can be that example where people are looking at you saying, ah, I'd like to do what they're doing. Uh, and, and the best is yet to come, right? So those kind of words I, I, I live by and, and, and march on every day. So the biggest piece, though, I, I would say is do it with purpose, right? Why are you getting out of bed? Why are you making these decisions? And so, I mean, I, I'm answering your, your question with, a, you know, the, the same definition, right? With purpose, yeah. how do you get purpose is just making sure you you whatever you're doing it you're mindful of whatever your purpose is and so um whether that's you know in your in your work life or your personal life um it's doing it with purpose because you know you like you said we can spend a lot of energy getting defeated or overthinking things and it's like mm -hmm. well what is the purpose that you're trying to achieve and then move forward i mean you got to act on it so um yeah. and, and don't spend too much time thinking earlier on you said you know you get to a point especially at this the early days of your your entrepreneurial journey that like you, you do a lot of planning. And then I learned this early on, like I was doing a lot of meetings because I, this place called station Houston, which is this tech hub here in shared community, uh, open working space in, in downtown Houston. And yeah. I was meeting with a lot of mentors just to kind of get some insight. And they started telling me the same thing over and over again. They're like, <clears throat> just from the different people, the messages were the same. So yeah. I, and I finally had this aha, but it crystallized with one of the mentors. He's like, I think you've heard this message enough. So he's like, now you need to start going out and doing like trying this yes. out a little bit. 
talking to customers. And so that's the biggest thing too. You know your purpose, do it with purpose and then making sure you're acting on it because yeah. there's only so much, it's, it's comfortable to plan, right? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's easy to do that because you don't have to talk to anyone. You can sit behind your yeah. computer, but you know, you're not going to make any money, you know, typing yeah. emails and doing social media posts. I mean, maybe some, but you're going to get your most clients being active and talking to them. So um, doing it with purpose and getting out there and, and talking to folks. Yeah, that's and, and awesome. The stakeholders in general. So, um, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, any other kind of you know last points or things that you want to kind of say um, to the the people that are listening to the podcast? Uh, you know, as we noted at the beginning, there's lots of ups and downs. Uh, but if you know kind of why you're doing it every day, day in and day out, then I think that's going to make it e- easier, um, and it's going to make the work that you're doing and the energy you're expanding. Uh, the time you're putting into it, it's going to make it seem worthwhile. Um, even if you're not making a ton of money at the, on the on the, the beginning, um, you, you're going to, I mean, these are decisions you get to make. And if anything goes wrong or things go right, you get to congratulate yourself. If they go wrong, you have to blame yourself. But you're also <laughs> the one to that, right? Uh, and if you're an entrepreneur, you're a problem solver. So uh, mm-hmm. there's no problem that you can't you, you can't tackle. So yeah. um, so you know, hang in there. It's a it's a it's a uh, it's a long journey, but uh, you know, well worth it and a great experience. So, um, but like I said, do it with. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thomas, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Uh, for those of you that want to learn a little bit more about Thomas and what he does, um, I'm going to. Uh, post and in the description uh, all of his links to his social media his LinkedIn um, and where you can find more about Thomas if you really enjoyed this podcast episode make sure that you take a screenshot post it up on your social media and at me at TTD TLF I love to shout you out also make sure to hit that subscribe button and if you really enjoyed this make sure to leave a review as well so thank you all so much Uh, y'all have a phenomenal phenomenal day